Mandy Moore is still a fox. <laughs> it, uh, what's she doing? I don't know. I think she's acting still. Well, I'm saying, why are you even looking at her? Oh, it's just on... Um, I guess she's modeling for Fossil. Oh. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, she's... Yeah, she's hot. Yeah. Is that just like an advertisement you've yeah, got? Yeah, it's just a sponsored ad. Those things are getting out of control, man. Advertising? I know. <laughs> Not advertising itself, but the sheer amount of advertising that I see on my Instagram now has gotten to a level that uh, I just can't take anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's I what just, ad blockers for. I can't take it. What ad block? Yeah. What on your on your phone? I think they have that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have it on mine. But no, I mean, I guess you just accept it. Yeah, I. I don't know. It's not been that intrusive to me. No, they're. I'm. I'm. I'm exaggerating. They're really not that uh, obnoxious. It hasn't changed in the last like three years. Much. Well. I wouldn't say the ads themselves have changed. I'm saying like the uh, amount that you see on there yeah. has definitely changed. I mean, for shit. I look at my phone right now, and I can tell you, I go on. If I go on Instagram, let's see. I go to the top. That's an account. Account one, two, three, four, five posts, and then I hit a Papa John's. <laughs> ad. I have one, one down. There you go. One, two, three. It's uh, four. WordPress. Four more posts. Califia Calif- Farms? Califia Farms? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Is the uh, milk? Yes. Yeah. So that's two ads in less than 10 posts. And that's not even... Vitamin water. That's not even including like brands you follow, too. Right. Because that's technically... So those are also ads. ...kind of advertising to you as well. Boom. Hotels.com. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's honestly... It's like every three to four... Like, it probably on average... It'd probably be like every five posts. Yeah, I have one a couple Michelob more down. Ultra. PlayStation for me. Yeah. Like yeah, well, yeah. It's, pretty, it's fucking... It's obnoxious, man. Jobhat.com. Like, they're... It's obnoxious. It's not... It's just the fact that, like, Instagram's just a, le- a little easier to maneuver. You just... Keep swiping. Yeah, and it's like... It, it's not something where it's like... Uh, like, on Facebook, it forces you to watch an ad before you can finish. Like the video will be a minute long yeah they're like well watch this 30 second spot before you finish it and it's like well fuck you i right. don't want to watch which, this video which now. is something i don't miss from youtube right because we always forget we have youtube red so yeah. we always forget that without that yeah it's when like, i when friends show me shit on their phone and yeah. they're like oh wait for the ad and i'm like ew <laughs> what <laughs> you ew. gross so yeah it's definitely on instagram probably be you know the least intrusive yeah but still, I mean, I get it. Yeah, you gotta, you it's gotta fucking pay for all about money. You gotta pay for it. I get it. You don't pay for Instagram, so right. You're gonna have to deal with the ads. Yeah, I will. I'm mm-hmm. fine with it. I'm uh-huh. fine with it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Excuse me. All right, let's see what we got. Here, take that. I will. And I'll take this. Do we have something to open these? Uh-huh. Where's Bob Marley? Up there. Oh, in the sky where he belongs. So far, we have a Bob Marley bottle opener. Uh huh. There's got to be a bottle opener on this thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a little multi-tool. There it is. All right, awesome. It's like a a giant uh uh Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Is this a bottle opener? <laughs> Please don't cut yourself. 
Okay, we're good. So explain what beard is, Mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> we are continuing this beautiful fall feeling. Uh, this is the autumn ale from the Breckenridge Brewer. Fine Colorado ales. It's a brown ale. It's brewed with Munich malts and Bavarian hops. Doesn't that just sound like fall? It really does. And the uh, the nice nice little label on here has got the mountains. I'm I'm, I'm guessing the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Could be seven percent ABV on the dot. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's fucking do this. My name's Marco Dupa. Uh, to my right, even though that doesn't matter, Adam <laughs> Obesius Rodriguez. It matters. Well, my right hand man. There you go. We're gonna have a good time, ladies and gentlemen. This is the One Baron Podcast. <laughs> Wait, then drink. Lost to be found. Find someone to save you when you're down. Yes, I'm bored when it's bright out. So bored when it's bright out. Four to five a.m. Takes me to a place where I fit in. So much, so much has happened. It's been a very active week. It has. So much in the way of politics and music and sports. Everything, really. Yeah. It was a very lively week. First things first, kids, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably well aware of our collective feelings over this gentleman that I'm about to uh, talk to you about. Can I also ask, why are you listening to a beer podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Kids. We we need to have like a the parental advisor. We do have a parental advisor. We do. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if they bypass that, I no, mean, there's I nothing we can I do about should, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're here now. <laughs> so drink up. <laughs> Please uh, don't. Don't don't do that. We have we have been two of his most vocal detractors in recent years. In recent years. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> And the good times don't stop there, cause uh, we're still not big fans. <laughs> we're we're talking, of course, about Eminem, mm-hmm. Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, the one and the same. Marshall Mathers released a surprise release, uh, Kamikaze, his tenth studio album, and uh, you know the internet went nuts over it. Um, I do the one minute reviews on my Instagram and people were like, you got to do a review. You got to do a review. Mm-hmm. I jumped on there and I said, I, I probably won't do one because I don't think what I want to say will fit in one minute. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> if you listen to this podcast, you get a You're going to hear here. It is you're oh, going to get a live live review of the album. This is live live ish. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's unedited. Unedited. <laughs> OK, unedited there we go. Review. There we go. So uh, I'm just here to correct you. So really. did you, you? What is that echoing? It's the drum. The drums. Yeah. It's the drum. Did you, you listen to it? Uh, well, we started to listen to it when it first came out. Yeah, like, like literally the night it came yeah. out. But we were like just hanging out, and then I was going, I was on my phone, and then it just popped up, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit, Eminem just released an album, which is really weird. Um, the 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 surprise release thing is uh. Not really a fucking surprise anymore because yeah. everybody's doing it now. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a fad. Yeah. We, we've talked about that before too. Yeah, 
And that just kind of shows you how much of a fad it is. It's like, yeah. okay, I mean, you could you could do the traditional um, album release deal, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months ahead, release a single, a yep. video, do some promo, blah, 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 the album comes out. Or, I don't know, you could release it like a week ahead, give people some time to kind of anticipate it. Yeah, drop some hints maybe. I think, I think that... It, it could be affecting sales in a negative way. Mm. Well, I was going to ask you specifically with this album, and we'll get into you know more of a review of the album itself, but since we're talking about the release of it, what did you think of that strategy for this album in particular? Because, you know, there's a, there's a thought in it that, you know, when he released it, he put it out in a tweet saying like, oh, I, I try not to overthink this one this time. Check it out or whatever. Yeah. And it was yeah. very kind of like, eh, whatever, just, you know, Right. Here's something I worked on. Go ahead and enjoy. Yeah, as essentially, if the, the biggest rapper on the planet can just. Eh, right. I didn't want to think about this one too much. Exactly. Here so it go. was. I, I think it worked in with that vibe that he was going with of just like, it was just something I, I was I had cooking for a little bit and yeah. here it is. You know. Do well, you think that hurt it or did you think it helped it? Because on one hand, I feel like if there was more hype you know, gaining traction for it ahead of time where it's like, oh, this is going to be a return to form of yeah. old Eminem. And like having that sort of build up, in my opinion, could have maybe helped it a bit more than I, I agree. Than it would have hurt it. I agree. No, yeah. I think, uh, I, I definitely think that the surprise release aspect of it while thrilling the day of to yeah. see like, oh shit, there's 13 new songs from Eminem. That's crazy. Right. In the grand scheme of things, if he would have released say uh the fall which he now has a video out for like if that yeah. video came out a week ago uh-huh. and because what he talks about on that record it, you know he disses button he disses academic mm-hmm. he's this is uh tyler the creator like this yeah the fall is the one that has like most of the disses that he that he yeah you know it's it's the record the diss song yeah and it has a feature from or uh, a reluctant feature from uh, <laughs> justin vernon bonnie Vare fame right I think if that video had come out a week ago, mm-hmm. yeah, I think people would have been fucking juiced up. Yeah, I would have. Album. I would even pull it back further than that, and I'd just say put out a just a little sample of that song, yeah. and just be like, you know, just maybe touch on some of the disses that are coming out of it, yeah, or just the instrumental, or you know, something, something yeah. to tease it, taste it, yeah, just taste a little bit, a little, little air of mystery, and you're right. like, holy shit, I wow, he's he's going in uh-huh. right now, he's he's saying some shit, like yeah. Because honestly, it would have made me more interested than, like, if I'd heard parts of it, then I would have been like, "Oh shit, he he sounds like he's kind of returning to form." Right. And I definitely would have listened to it. Like, I would have been waiting for the release. Yeah. And then as soon as it hit, like that's what happened with other records this year that have come out at like midnight. I like I stayed up mm-hmm. to listen to Daytona. I stayed right. up to listen to Kid See Ghost. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I anticipated those things because there was a fucking set schedule. I knew which one was coming. Yeah. Like. I was waiting for it. I it was, was an event. Yeah, it was a whole thing. I like, like, I, you know, I planned my night around. It. <laughs> I was like, well, I gotta have at least you know half an hour to just sit down and take this in. Get out some popcorn. Yeah, and this, you know, I, uh, but neither here nor there. I right. think that rappers probably should stop with the surprise releases. Like, the the uh, the thrill of, the thrill is gone. Yeah, I you know I think it depends on the artist and where they are, uh, but I largely agree. I feel like it's just... I just don't think it serves a purpose anymore. It's just become cliche. Yeah, like if you... 
if Eminem hadn't put out an album in like five years, yeah, and then you just woke up and, and Kamikaze right. was on your doorstep, they're waiting for you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, that's pretty cool, right? But Revival came out like late last year, yeah, or mid last year, and not only that, but it was a largely a disappointment. So like, well, let's get into that now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we, I mean, we, we talked ad nauseum about revival Yeah, and like we were literally nauseous. Yeah. I'm, it's just, it's just a bad album. It's, bad it's album. not good. Mm-mm. It's not good. You and cannot it, convince me that it's a good album. Nope. You can talk to the cows come home as the old folks say. It's a bad album. I mean, even like a lot of Eminem fans will admit it's one of his weakest albums. Uh, if not yeah. the, some of them do, if not the weakest, some of them are fucking delusional. Oh yeah, you know, you know what's ironic huh. is that Eminem created the word "Stan." Yeah, and he has some of the worst <laughs> fans. Yeah, I think he has probably the worst fan base. Like I used to think it was maybe J Cole mm-hmm. or Drake. Drake has a pretty bad fan base. You're making a lot of people very mad. They fucking suck. <laughs> they suck. I'm not. Uh, you know, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Uh-huh. Like, you guys uh-huh. suck. Like they just some of these people just can't see the forest from the trees, man. Yeah, no, like it's, it's like talking to a brick wall with some people, who are just like, yeah, but this and it's like, but that's not good. That record's bad. Right. Revival's bad. Well, it's because these people are willing to look past any of the downsides that we can see as at least moderately objective music fans. Yeah. Uh, I don't like. I don't think either of us have anything out for Eminem. No. We don't have any personal stakes in this. No, and I think maybe that's get that gets lost in this. Like when I talk to people who know how I feel about him, mm-hmm. it, you know, it starts to get to a point where like, wow, you just you just don't like Eminem. And it's like that's actually the exact opposite. Right. I love Eminem. Yeah, I mean, and I, I want him to return to form. I don't want to speak for you, but I know growing up, like he was a mainstay. In yeah. The, in in not only in hip hop but in general pop pop culture. Yeah. You know, like VH1 and stuff like. Yeah, it was yeah, it was everywhere. 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 And he was one of the guys who like I I I honest to God, I didn't even think about his race until I got older. Yeah. When I first heard about him, it was just he was just doing dope shit that spoke mm-hmm. to me. Not, you know, in the emotional way, but in a way where I was like, This is weird and I love it. This speaks to like the weirdness in my head. Mm-hmm. I like seeing zany shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, mind you, it, it it would probably make Bond, friend of the show, very upset if we didn't acknowledge that he had been doing stuff long before he made it big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As as he he had said, Lyricist Lounge, Volume One. Yes, has some very high quality Eminem. It does. It does. There's this record. Um, it's like this raucous uh, collaborative. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, a collection. Uh, uh, Lyricist Lounge is dope, but there's this song. I can't remember what it is, but. Uh, He's on it. There's like there's like twenty guys on it. It's a really it's a really it's a fifteen song. minute long song. It's it's really long. They even made a video. I think Karis One is on it. Mm. And uh, I got I gotta look it up. Yeah, find it for the people. Yeah, I gotta find it, you guys. But uh, yeah. So it's not. I mean, you know, he's a student of the game. He's been in it right. decades. His 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 rap uh uh not accl- credentials. Mm-hmm. I think are unquestioned. Of course. So it would never, yeah, yeah. never go down that road. It's no. just the fact that like somewhere along the line, like he just kind of lost the the path, man. Mm-hmm. He's, he just lost his way. 
Yeah. I don't know if it's I really can't pinpoint what it is. Maybe it's old age, maybe it's Right. We we had this we had a pretty long uh Facebook conversation about this. Like I can't put my finger on why why current day Eminem just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Because by all means like he still has ability clearly. You hear it with the rapidy rap rap that he's been doing. But it's just not it's not connecting with me in any way. It's not engaging with me. Yeah. Um, Oh, um, but it's just because it's like the reason that it's not engaging is because it's not he's not really doing anything. That's the thing that like people want to say, like, yeah, I, I, I agree that his technical ability is still intact. Right. Still from a technician standpoint, one of the best. But it's just like it's the same thing as like you know an old hair metal guitarist just doing a lick forever and yes, ever and ever exactly. and ever. It's like okay, that was impressive for a while, but stop. Exactly. That doesn't make a good song. That, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's like okay, just noodling. He's noodling. All there. right, fine. Rap as fast as you fucking can, but it doesn't fucking. What what does that do? I found it. I found it. <laughs> What's it called? This song is. See, I can't even get the title because there's so many fucking people on it. It's called the anthem. RZA, Tech Nine, Eminem, Exhibit, Pheromonch, Cool G Rap, Chino XL, KRS One, and more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even say how many fucking people are on Jeez. it. It's a variety uh, pack. So yeah, this song's pretty pretty fucking cool. So yeah, there you go. The anthem, ladies and germs, mm-hmm. from a uh, Sway and King Tex mixtape uh, from 1999. This or that. So yeah. All right. Look it up. I remember that video. Was really fucking cool and like seeing Eminem pop up on there and he has a really good verse on there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, it's definitely not that we hate Eminem. I think I can speak for you in saying that we definitely dislike this current incarnation of Eminem. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't, I don't remember what episode it was where we talked about him. I'm, you know, we don't have to sit here and, and drone on and on about what we dislike about Eminem. The album's out, Kamikaze. It's, it's a reactionary. It's almost, you could almost call it a concept album mm-hmm. uh, because he pretty much addresses one to two topics throughout the entire album. Uh-huh. And like it, it, it really feels like, uh, to me, yeah, it feels like it's a very reactionary, like it's, it's, it's like his immediate feelings to, uh, uh, the media backlash, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the you know, feedback, the criticism. At first, I th- I mistakenly thought that the album was him admitting basically a failure mm-hmm. in the last album. But after re-listening to it, actually, I gave it another listen just today, just yeah. to kind of refresh. Um, and it, that's not it at all. He, no. he is completely backing that album. Yep. And doubling down on it and saying that it's not that the album was bad. It's that you didn't get it. Yep. That's uh, exactly. And that just infuriates me. It's, it's fucking delusional. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, not it's not our fault that the album was trash. Like it, It's it the most was. unself-aware presi- position to take. Well, and it makes him look completely out of tune. Exactly. With, with reality. He's out of touch for right. sure. It's like he doesn't. It, I mean, it's like he's senile or something. Reading <laughs> these reviews and going, "You just didn't get it." Right. It's like, no, no, dude, we got it. You got something out from me. <laughs> and the, and it's and it's uh, it's infuriating because right. it's insulting. 
as as a fan of music mm-hmm. for you to tell me oh you just like anytime somebody tells me you just didn't get it it's like right. go fuck yourself okay <laughs> don't insult my intelligence i got it i just didn't like it right it's not good well it, i it, got revival i he, got it he's trying to say that people don't like it don't have a valid opinion essentially yeah and yeah. that's incorrect well and and here's the thing just because the criticism is negative doesn't give you the right to be angry about it. I mean, you can be. You you could be ang- you, as well, angry as you, you want right, to be. You, you can feel however you want, but for you to uh, uh, lash out at right. people and to say that my criticism is not valid because I didn't like it. Yeah. Or I'm, I don't understand yeah. it because I didn't like it. I'll use the hip-hop term here. It makes you look whack. Yeah, <laughs> one of those hip hop turns. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it whack it, dog. Yeah, and it's that's not uh, that's not how this thing works. That's not how criticism works. That's not how art works. It's like, uh, yeah, if I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating. <laughs> right. To quote Common, and and that's truly the case. It's just because we weren't feeling it doesn't mean that like we. Excuse me. Now, not to say that people. Oh, that was AC cutting off. <laughs> I thought it was raining. Uh, not to say that people who criticized it. Maybe I mean there probably are people out there who criticized the album who didn't understand it. But the thing about it is, I I'm only saying that as like you know being devil's advocate. Devil's advocate, of because course. Because yeah. Re- revival's not that complex of an album. No, it's not. It's it's a very pretty straightforward album i'd say and even if there is lyrical dexterity we are not on the level to uh understand let's Mm -hmm. just let's just give him the benefit of the doubt and say we didn't understand what he was going for right okay fine the beats are still trash the 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 guests features the guests are still trash the choruses are still trash your concepts are still trash like Mm -hmm. it's still not good you can say what you want about the lyricism Let's say the whole thing went over my head. Let's say you're fucking speaking Portuguese. The rest of it's still garbage. Yeah. That brings us to Kamikaze. Right. So, you know, he feels the way he feels about that album, feels like we don't understand it. And so Kamikaze is basically a reaction to that. Him saying, oh, oh, you want the you want the old Slim Shady? You want that real shit? Well, here it is. Here it is. Hierical lyrical. And it's 13 Spherical. tracks of just, you know, him opening up a dictionary and rhyming words as as uh as joe budden would say just rhyming words <laughs> rhyming words <laughs> just rhyming words yeah it, but he's right yeah it's just i mean i you know i i feel like after you know I'll, I'll be honest after listening to it a second time i i did like it more than the first time i'll give it that it grew on me a little bit yeah it's not. I wouldn't call it an outright bad album. Yeah, I'd say it's middling, <laughs> maybe middling. even approaching good. But I think a lot of it has to do with just the the snore inducing nature of him. Like I said before, noodling his raps, just keeping that flow going fucking staccato it's like it's just boring after a while it's impressive sure but if you do that for the entire album it's boring yeah and i think i think that's what is i i I don't know maybe that's that's part of him not really being as self-aware as we'd like him to be it's like 
Uh, he's not doesn't seem to understand that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should should do it. Right, and I, th- I think it was Budden brought this up, but he used to be so good at making songs. Yes. He's not good at making songs anymore. Yes. He doesn't do that anymore. He just he he goes in for the technique. Yeah. And, you know, the the wow factor and that's it. But yeah. is there a good song there? I don't know. <clears throat> I wonder if the people who try to convince you of Eminem's greatness actually remember his first 3 albums and actually remember what made those albums so good. You know, I'd be curious to hear those people, the fans of current day Eminem. Uh-huh. I want to hear their opinion on the old stuff. Yeah. Do they find that boring? Do they find that outdated? And Because he's a different rapper back then. Yeah, A completely basically. different MC. Basically. So for you to say that this is the old Eminem coming back, you don't listen to the old Eminem. Right. Eminem didn't rap like this. That's just... Go back and listen to his first three records. He did not rap like this. Yeah. So don't tell me that this is the old Eminem and that he sounds like Slim Shady again. He didn't rap like this when he was Slim Shady. You mm-hmm. know when he started rapping like this? Fucking 2010. Yeah. When like, uh, uh, not Relapse, but I always space on the name of the album where he's like walking away and it has not afraid on it. Oh, yeah. Relapse, Revival... Uh, some other drug reference, right? Renaissance. Re- rehab. Re- rehab. Reconnection. I don't know. I don't remember the name of the record. That doesn't disqualify my critique of it. <laughs> uh-huh. I just don't remember the name of it. Unprofessional. I'm going to look it up. But, uh, yeah, it, it. this is when he started rapping like this. Like you said, with the whole staccato flow. And, like, yeah. you know, I think I think what happened was he came back. He jumped on that forever record with Drake. And, and Kanye and uh, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne and he rapped fast on it mm-hmm. and he obliterated the rest of them now sidebar he actually doesn't obliterate them mm-hmm. but Eminem had been gone for so long he came back or he he had dropped um he dropped relapse and he was rapping with that weird accent oh and, god uh, I hated that phase yeah, so and, much and people didn't like it and so he came back and he was spitting that serious flow and he's spitting fast and people are like holy shit Eminem's back mm-hmm. but if you go back and actually read those lyrics come on not son. much substance there he, he says uh, uh, he says packing stadiums they go ballistic whoa uh, nuts they go macadamian it's like come on son <laughs> this shit is corny dog <laughs> This, it's not like it's it's still a no, good verse, but it's, it's not nutty. Ugh. Mm. I'm gonna say this right here. Like, I don't think he crushes. Like, Lil Wayne's verse is, is pretty good. Uh-huh. Kanye's verse is pretty good. Even Drake, he comes with it. Yeah, like he, he you know he does the uh, the, uh, the 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 punchline thing with the the one word punchline thing. But that's mm. you know fine, whatever. That was the era. Anyway, <laughs> I think that when that record came out, I think Eminem was like, oh. You like that? I'm going to do that forever. <laughs> He's just been doing it ever since. Yeah. Well, you know, it's when you bring up the uh, the punchlines because that's another another thing that I found stick out on this album is that there are tons of cringy uh, bars. Oh, yeah. Tons of cringy bars. His bars, his bars have been cringy forever. Uh, 
Yeah, but it's like it's it's so apparent right now that it like okay when you're writing something and you have your first draft right uh-huh that's never the draft you go with it always has to get edited it always does you're you're stupid for thinking that your first draft is the final one that should go out there like unless you are literally i don't know a god that's not gonna happen right you need somebody to come in edit your shit make it better but if you don't, a lot of times the, the first idea that comes out of your brain is usually the most simplistic, basic shit. And that's what it sounds like he's coming up with. Like, it sounds like he's skipping a step and not going a little bit deeper to think of something a little bit more clever than the surface level, like, macadamia nut line. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing about, like, um, writing rap lyrics, for instance. I... I, I I don't know how other people do it. I don't know if like I I know that like when you're when you're writing something like a story or a blog post mm-hmm. or you know copy that yeah you you would have <clears throat> excuse me uh, a first draft second draft third mm-hmm. draft once you've edited is that your yeah that was your, that was weird <laughs> <laughs> touch my we toes. just play toesies mm-hmm. um, you would have multiple uh, drafts of 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 something. Uh, you know, you give it to somebody and let them edit it and uh-huh. whatnot. Or at with, least, you know, write it and then wait until the next day and then read it again and go, okay, I can cut this, I can cut that, yeah. tweak this. And, 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 and that's a good practice. I don't know if a lot of rappers do that. Mm. I don't know if a lot of songwriters do that, period. I think, I know that it's easier because, like, once you once you have something written, you can record it and then you hear it a bunch of times and then you're like, ah, you know what, that's not that good. Uh-huh. I think that Eminem is so confident in his ability mm-hmm. that, yeah, he writes something once and he's like, this is good enough. Perfect. Nobody's going to be able to rap better than this. Mm-hmm. Let me just say for the record, Eminem's new album, Kamikaze, will debut at number one with 360,000 units sold. That's a lot of records in 2018. Good job. Uh, is it, It's not even out physically, is it? I don't know. I don't good think question. it is. I think it's just digital. Yeah, I, th- I think you might be right. The top five weeks, blah, 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 blah. So Scorpion, Drake's album, Soul, is first week sales. Damn. Holy shit. Scorpion did numbers. God of course damn. it did. It's Drake. 732,000 records. Yeah. Sold. Astro World did 537. Uh, J. Cole's KOD almost did 400,000. So good for him. Yeah. Anyway. Uh,. Yeah, I was looking up the uh, the record I couldn't think of. Mm. But yeah, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Eminem. Uh, yeah, just Terrible. this this this, this album. Uh, <laughs> the sort of the the downsides of this album, where it, where it falters, because I feel like it's again not a necessarily bad album. Recovery. Recovery. That's right. Recovery. Um, yeah, I I really don't think it's a bad album. I, I, when I first, after first listen, I was like, ugh, <laughs> no. But after giving it a second chance, like, I, I kind of warmed up to it a little bit. Not that I'm going to listen to it again, but, you know. I don't think it's good. I, I think it's definitely, I mean, I know it's better than his last album. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's just in comparison. It sounds so much better. It's definitely better than his last album. Um, man, his daughter is hot. 
I can see why Machine Gun Kelly said something about her. Yeah, but he said it when she was like 16. Okay, so. that's super weird. I don't like that. That's weird. Yeah. That's upsetting. But look at it. I mean, she's 22 now, son. Yeah. So fucking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anywho, um, I would say that uh, I don't like it. Um, and I, you know, I have plenty of reasons why I don't like it. Uh, it it definitely is better than revival. Yeah. But revival is just so bad. It's true that he he set the bar so low. Right. That he only had to he only or had did to hop he, over it. Did he set himself up to win? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think so though. No. I think he just <laughs> I think he just sounds so bitter on this album. Yeah. That it's it's like he's it, whiny. Yeah. It's to a point where it's like okay, man. Get over it. Well, that's that is the biggest turnoff of it is that he sounds like this is. Yeah, you have to keep in in perspective who this man is. Yeah, it's one of the most successful rappers of all time. Yeah, but he still sounds like he has this chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and it's not in a good way. Yeah, some would say that it was a good thing to keep a chip on your shoulder. Not in the way that he is though, because he just sounds bitter. He sounds like a bitter old man. Yeah, and that's the problem I have with the content of the album. As far as the flows go, as far as the songs go, there's a few decent songs on there, I'd say. It's not a great album. But at the same time, I have more of an issue with the entire way he comes off on the album, which is really just like he's he's the old man yelling at the clouds. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it's almost embarrassing to hear the way that he comes off on this. Talking about, you know, these young up-and-comers that he should be trying to help bring up. Right. Instead of crush down. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he just he just comes off as so delusional. Like yeah. he just has no idea what's going on. He's like Citizen Kane up there, like you know, <laughs> right. losing his mind. Yeah, up in the hills, you and know, like, like it doesn't it, make sense. I I just uh, yeah I, I I I can't fathom how anybody thinks that this is like. One of his best records. That's amazing to me. It's and to not. Think that it's <laughs> even close to as good as some of the records that have come out. Fuck. Royce to 5-9. The Book of Ryan is a thousand times oh better than this album. I cannot stress how much better The Book of Ryan is than Kamikaze. And anybody who thinks that Eminem washed him on that song, uh, not a like... You're mm-hmm. fucking crazy. And anybody who thinks Kamikaze is better than Book of Ryan, I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Like, I can't even engage with you because you are so far you're, off you're, the you're reservation. You're living in a fantasy world. A fucking fantasy world. You, you and I don't agree with what good music is. No. It's just so, the spectrum is so far away that we can't find any common ground. There's no right. way for us to even hold hands because you're, you're on another planet. Right. If you think that Kamikaze is better than the book, or even touching it, it's not even sniffing how good no. the Book of Ryan is. No, absolutely not. I can't even see it. I can't believe that no one's talking about how good that record is. Yeah, and you know why? It's because Royce to 5'9 doesn't have the same clout as Eminem does. Yeah, but why not? How come know. fucking Eminem isn't bending over backwards to promote that record? Why didn't that? Royce, why wasn't that shit everywhere? Royce hasn't had pop hits, and there's no pop hits on the album either. No, there aren't. It's just a, a, a almost like a concept album. Yeah. No, yeah. It, not almost. It is a concept, basically album. a concept album. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, those things are kind of to its detriment as far as 
you know, popularity. Yeah, accessibility. Accessibility. But if you're a hip hop fan, I mean, I can't really implore you to listen to an album this year more. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's not as if, you know, just because it's 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 a smarter rap record doesn't mean that it's you know, uh, uh, it's not like Tech Nine or something. It's not like no. it's hard to listen to. No, no, no. And, and it, it like people listen to Kendrick. Yeah, and he has similar theme songs at least. I mean, Kendrick has more, I guess, radio play, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's 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 the Book of Ryan. You know, Fonte came out with his second album. There's Daytona. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, 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 Black Dots record. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many other better records. Oh, we're not starving for good hip hop this year. No, definitely not. But that's the thing, though. It's like. Some people are saying like, "Oh, we missed Eminem, and we need this guy." Why? Why? Do, <laughs> He's why? essential. Why do we need Eminem? That's I mean, okay, that, that's what I'll cap this off with because mm-hmm. we've obviously oh yeah we get we get too fired up about it. I'll cap it off with this, guys. We don't need Eminem. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're not starving for that kind of hip hop anymore. There's so many people who are out there making good hip-hop if you mm-hmm. just fucking if you blew up the streams of the book of ryan or fonte's record or black thoughts record the way you blew up the stream of kamikaze's uh uh records or record mm-hmm. then you you know you wouldn't we wouldn't be having this problem like people are always so upset about this that and the other like okay you don't want you don't like Travis Scott and you don't think Astro World is good. By the way, it is a good record. But if you don't think it is, I mean, well then fucking seek out the good shit. Mm-hmm. Like Kamikaze, I mean, uh, Astro World did numbers. Yeah. Because people fucking like that shit and they fucking listen to it back mm-hmm. to back to back to back. These fucking so-called hip hop heads, these real hip hop fans, they'll listen to a record one time, then fucking be done. They write their fucking shitty review and then they're done with it yeah. and they move on to the next thing. And don't, and, and are, don't buy it. No, and they don't buy <laughs> they it. They stream it. That's it. So if you're if you're a real hip-hop fan... Air quotes. Fucking support the records that you want to hear. Yeah. Don't be upset when Astroworld... When fucking Travis Scott is everywhere doing world, you know, doing world tours and he's all mm-hmm. over your fucking TV. His fans showed up for him. Yeah. And Kamikaze is not the record to get behind. It's not good. In my opinion. You liked it more than I did. I liked it better... Oops. I liked it better... On second listen, mm-hmm. I actually did listen to it three times. Okay, even though I said I wouldn't, <laughs> I did power through that third listen. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm I'm listening for the lyrics, so I'm hearing right. everything. It's not going over my head. He definitely has, still has the technical ability, but fucking listen to Black Thought. Yeah. Black Thought has the technical ability, and he actually is saying something. He's making better songs. That's what it boils down Period. to. That's what it boils down to, in in my opinion, for. Any any kind of music, any genre, anything you, any time of the year, any any year that you bring to me, is the song good? Is yes. it a good song? It yes. doesn't matter how technically proficient the person. I don't listen to math rock, like <laughs> you know. It, it, I am I'm sh- I'm impressed by your your musical ability, but if it's not a good song if it doesn't end up as being a good song like you can be the best chef in the world but if your food tastes like shit it tastes like shit yeah just because you have the ability doesn't make the shit good right so that that would be what i'd cap it off with myself yeah i don't think the album is bad 
I think there are some definitely bad songs on there. It's nowhere near his best work. Yeah. Um, it's definitely better than his last album. I yeah. mean, that's all I can really say. Yeah. I mean, just fucking. I mean, we're done with it. But yeah, like, I mean, you just go back and listen to his old stuff, and it's like, holy shit! It's his first two albums alone. That's it. Yeah, that's all you need. Eminem so show if you really want to. That's it. Marshall Mathers LP is. I mean, it's just so good. Like, Stan the song. I know it's you know it's been everywhere. It's one of the biggest songs in the world, right. and it's 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 probably his biggest song. Either that or the way I am or. Um, uh, uh, the real Slim Shady is mm-hmm. probably a, probably his biggest huge yeah. record. But Stan, I mean, just it, it's gained such notoriety. It, it's a it's his crossover hit. Yeah, but it's it is so good. Yeah, like it. I, I know that I'm stating the obvious because it's a classic record and right. everybody loves it. I just it's just when you really listen to it from a songwriting standpoint, mm-hmm. it's so good yeah like the picture that he paints he writes from another person's perspective you can visualize it when you close your eyes it's it's an example of top-notch storytelling in hip-hop music Mm -hmm. people say that like slick rick is the best storyteller or maybe ghostface killer eminem if he continued to do shit like that Mm-hmm. There would be no question he's the best storyteller in hip hop. Yeah. That the visualizing, the I mean, it's just so graphic and mm-hmm. so well thought out. Yeah. And it's three verses, and then he comes back in with the fourth to cap it from his own. Pr- I mean, it's just it's a genius song. Yeah, it's, it's, it's genius. And that's that's something I'm glad you brought up because I feel like that's a song that goes along the lines of like a movie, like um, Jaws, for instance. Mm-hmm. I always bring this up. You grow up nowadays and you hear Jaws and you know like the the pop culture references, but even if you haven't seen it, like you still know that Jaws is a classic movie. Right. You can never really watch Jaws for the first time anymore. Right. Just because of, you know, y- y- the society that we live in uh, doesn't allow you to watch Jaws with fresh eyes as they did in the 70s. Right. So it it's good to try to realize, try to put yourself out of today's perspective, out out of the purview of this is a legendary thing. You should appreciate this. Uh-huh. Watch it as a human. That's it. And experience it as that. Yeah. Try to do that with anything that's labeled as a classic, and I guarantee you're going to have a different experience than you would have otherwise. Yeah. Because like, a lot of people will watch things through the eyes of like, Okay, this is so good. Let's see why. Right. It's like, don't watch things like that. Right. You wouldn't watch some new shit like that. If you just stumbled on a movie, you wouldn't watch it going, well, let's see how good this is. Mm-hmm. People always tell me it's that good. Right. I'm going to see. Because you're already giving yourself a bias. Mm-hmm. You're already telling yourself, well, it can never be as good as the expectations that you set in your own mind, even right. if you do it subconsciously. Yeah. And even something even something as widely spread out as like Star Wars. The yeah. original trilogy. It's been something that's been a part of my life forever. Um, but it took me to take a step back and rewatch the original trilogy just as movies. Uh-huh. Take it out of the context of where it is as this pop culture icon, this this machine that it is today. Uh-huh. Just watch the original trilogy just as movies. Forget anything else exists around them. If you can find the original cuts of them, do that. Yeah. Just see it in its original context and watch yeah. it for the movies they are and not the entire 
organism it is at right. this point. This, it's a thing. Right. You can't watch that without considering all of this other crap around it. Yeah. So that blurs everything. Yeah. So, you know, that goes from albums to TV shows to movies to, you know, everything. Yeah. Literally every piece of media, books, everything that you can ingest. Try to watch it and experience it and listen to it from, you know, at very lowest, like, perspective yeah. from, from so, zero. Some shit is just as good as people say it is. Yeah. You it know, is. some stuff, there's a lot of overrated shit, but some things are just as good as someone tells you it is. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch The Godfather. Yeah, one and two. People say that those two movies, two of the greatest movies ever made. They a lot of people are. say that the second one's a better movie. Uh-huh. Uh, it's definitely the greatest sequel ever made. You yeah. hear all those accolades. You hear about the Oscars and all the people involved in making the movies and blah, blah, blah. But if you just sit down, you got to have about three hours <laughs> per movie. Put your phone away. Yeah. But if you just sit down and watch those fucking movies, man. Incredible. They're just so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Some stuff is just fucking good. Yeah. And and just let people tell you. Like, you know, people get all... Uh, weird and stuff when you like you try to tell them about something and they're like well you've talked about it too much now I'm, there's no way I'm ever gonna it's like just why do you have to carry that yeah. people carry weird shit with them weird emotions and connections to things like I don't want to watch a movie right now because everyone's talking about it so mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait and you know they they you know people or or they're like you know, you guys talked it up too much, so now uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to like it. It's like, why? Mm. We talked it up because it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's that's something that I think people need to work on distance, distancing themselves from uh, sort of the opinion of others. And also, in a greater context, you know, what these movies mean in pop culture, too. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really the only way you can really not just parrot other people's opinions about it. Yeah, you know, there. I'm, I'm sure there are people that watch movies and just go, "Yeah, it was great because of the points that I read on the review." Right. You know, and not really take it in. Just watch it and be like, "Yeah, I liked it." Yeah. Because I, mean, of that. I haven't read a review in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I used to, I used to spend hours reading reviews, of movies and music. Hours, dude. Mm-hmm. I'd be on like everything. Yeah. I'd go through. I'd I'd go on like Metacritic. And just run down the list of every person that reviewed it, or I go on Wikipedia and look mm-hmm. up, you know, critical acclaim, and then just read everything. Or I go on Rotten Tomatoes and read every review. Yeah. Good, bad, ugly, all oh, yeah. of them. I mean, too. I don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, and that. I mean, that kind of ended for me. Uh, I don't know. I, I won't say it completely ended with me when magazines ended (laughs) (laughs) yeah but at the same time i wasn't i wasn't really consuming them as much as voraciously as i would otherwise that definitely helps being able to like sit down with it and like you know like rolling stone oh i couldn't wait to sit down and be like what does this guy think yeah let me check it out source right uh i still go to rotten tomatoes though i just look at the the tomato meter i know how reductive that is but I go yeah. to that and I just kind of gauge what people are saying and I look at the little excerpts and, you know, if it's a trusted critic, then I'll click into it. But otherwise, eh, I mean, well, I think I think, you know, you know, not to toot our, our, our horns or anything. I'll toot yours. You toot mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think 
I think we're smart enough as film and music fans to be able to say like, okay, this is getting these kind of numbers. That's not a good sign. But if I'm really interested, I'll go watch it. Of and I'll, like nothing. I've never, I've never read a review that stopped me from watching a movie that I was interested in watching. Yeah. Like I've read <laughs> reviews that fuel the oh no yeah this might not be good and maybe that informs a bias Mm -hmm. but it's never actually prevented me from going and seeing a movie that i wanted to see right that that is uh it's reinforced movies that i didn't want to (laughs) see right (laughs) right well no that's the other thing too is like being a nerd about this kind of stuff helps inform your opinion before you watch them or experience them because then you're able to go like okay for instance the the thing that comes top of mind is the uh, what's it called um pacific rim sequel yes uprising uh, uprising right so i didn't watch that movie and i loved pacific rim yeah now the reason i didn't see it to begin with was that guillermo del toro wasn't the director mm-hmm. and i knew that because i you know, I'm a nerd about this kind of stuff. And I look it up and I see who the director is and you know, he signed off on it, but he didn't direct it. So that was bad sign number one. And then when I saw that the reviews were coming in and it was pretty bad, Uh uh, I said, no, not for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll maybe rent it at some point, but that's about it. Yeah. But you already had, you know, there was enough for you to go like, you know, even if the reviews were like middling, like I I think if the reviews are like really good, then you'd be like, okay, let's see what this new guy has to offer. Right. But it just kind of reinforced like, I don't know about this. And then Mm -hmm. bad reviews come in. You're like, Oh, now I really know that I'm not doing this. Yeah. I didn't go see it just because, uh, there just wasn't anything that like really, I like, I like John Boyega. Yeah. He's a good actor. Who doesn't? Excuse me. I know, right? Super charming. Great dude. Great looking guy. <laughs> I've met him many times. Yeah. I call him Johnny or yeah. Jay. JB. Mm-hmm. JB. JB. But, uh, I mean, the first one, it just had this cool, like, newness to it. Like, oh, fuck. Nobody's done this in years. Yeah. I haven't seen no shit like this in years. Yeah. You know? This is big just monsters. Cool, man. Big robots. Yeah. But now, you know, the sequel just didn't really strike me as something innovative or It just something. looked like more of the same. Yeah, what what do I need to see this for? Yeah. You know, they didn't really give me a compelling reason to like go and see it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's true. The marketing didn't really do it for me either, so uh, but what I'm trying to say here is instead of just relying on reviews, maybe just I don't know, study the movie a little do bit. Do a little or, research. Or, or the game or whatever it is. Yeah. And find out more for yourself before you, you know, make a decision one way or the other. Reviews are a great way to, you know, make a snap judgment about something. But, you know, it's just, it's worth it for the art and the artist to maybe, you know, give it a little bit of time. Research a little bit. And yeah. See if it's something you may be interested in. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, though, is like you're asking for nuance and respect. Oh, people to and, care. Yeah. People to take time. Which I get if you're not that into, you know, movies or music or video games and you just want to kind of see whatever's out. But I don't know. Yeah. That's just my perspective. I've, I've definitely seen things I wouldn't have if I didn't kind of ignore some of the reviews and go more based on, you know, who's involved. Yeah. In thing, you know? <clears throat> well, the other thing is uh, there's, I mean, I know a lot of people who... You know, they don't give a shit about reviews. They'll just go and see something and they just they just come back to me like, ah, it was great. Yeah. Like, I tell them, like, well, critics didn't like it. <laughs> Fuck critics. I'm glad yeah, you like okay, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, uh, my brother's a good example. He'll just fucking watch shit. Mm-hmm. 
And I'll, you know, he'll, he'll be like, did you watch that thing? And I'll be like, dog, it's got like a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not watching that <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's really good. And I'm like, I fucking doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I'd say more power to him. I think that the, uh, the, the little, the little boy in me that wanted to be a critic when he grew up mm-hmm. still respects critics' opinions. Yeah. Enough that I'm like, if it gets that bad a review, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not, I trust that that I'm not gonna go right. see that. I saw something online where somebody was like, you know, they were like, I'm genuinely asking, what's the point of a critic, and what's the point of criticism? Not like constructive criticism, but like public uh, critiquing of an art. Right. What's the of point? media? What's the point? Because art is so. Uh, subjective uh-huh. that one person's like like literally what is the point why do we need this some let's see who was it uh, Greg Miller formerly of IGN had pretty much the same question come up and uh, he had the best response that I can think of for criticism and he said that his reviews when he was reviewing games uh, on IGN were basically uh, kind of a conversation that you would have as a kid. You know, you go over to your friend's house. They would have had played a game or watched a movie or read a book or you know, whatever you're into. Yeah. And you say, oh, you got to play that or see that or whatever. How'd you like it? And it is him. His review is him as a friend saying, this is everything I like. This is why I didn't. This is what I think of the overall product. Here it is. This is me informing you as, as just a, a dude that you know. Yeah, and that's it. It's just basically a way to inform people on stuff you like or you don't. Yeah, uh, from an informed opinion. Yeah, you know. I, I think that the reason that somebody would ask that question is because other people have put so much stock in reviews that they lose sight of what they are. In actuality, mm-hmm. which is just one person's opinion. Right. This person works for this magazine, and they're tasked with reading, writing, and reviewing this thing. Right. You can take it for what it is, which is that guy's opinion or yeah. that girl's opinion. That's what you <clears throat> should. Take but that's as. not what people do, though. People mm-hmm. prop these. They prop up reviews farther than what they should be propped up right. as. They should be things that guide you along your way. If you right. are on honestly, I think reviews are only for people who are on the fence about something. If yeah. you're like, "Eh, I don't know. What does this person think?" Mm-hmm. That's why you ask anybody anything, right? right. Well, I it, don't know. What do you think? Exactly. So it's it is that's that's exactly what it is. That that's that is the friend that you need to tell you, "Should I get this? Should I rent it? Yeah. Should I not?" even bother my time with it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have that person who has in your life experienced that, that you trust, then you go to a reviewer that you trust. Right. And you know, it takes time. You have to find people that you Build have a similar opinion with. Or- well, it, ex- yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like, you don't just like go around and just read a bunch of shit. It's like you, right. you, you get to know a guy who like, okay, this guy has similar sensibilities. Right. He knows like he likes the shit that I like. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't like it, like oh, oh, like on a more personal note, I know people in my life who they'll ask me what I think of shit because they trust my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I ask you what you think of shit because yep. I trust your opinion. I yep. ask Southie what he thinks because I trust his opinion. If mm-hmm. you tell me not to watch something, 
I ain't never gonna see that shit. Uh-huh. That's really because I trust your opinion. I'm gonna sabotage you one of these days. <laughs> like <laughs> I just want to let you know really, a really great movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never fucking see I'm gonna it. Tell you it's the worst movie People ever. People are like, you've never seen it. And, no, and what you're gonna do is you're gonna tell me, hey man, I'm telling, I'm hearing from everybody, this is a great movie, and you're gonna say it in front of somebody else, and I'm gonna say no, I I never told you it's a bad movie. <laughs> Why, why would you say no, that? You said it was bad. No, I didn't. You fucking told me. I didn't say that at all. I said it was a great movie. What universe am I living in? You said it was bad. Goodbye. And then I just start floating away. Get back here. <laughs> Goodbye. He, I forgot he could fly. Goodbye. God damn it. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's that's what you, you know, that's what you want. And that's what you, you strive for. I want to fly. You want to be able to fly. Yes. <laughs> You don't just fucking, you know, you don't just wake up one day and you can fly. No. You know? It takes time. It takes uh, time. And building a relationship <laughs> yes, with, with critics. With your critic. Right. With people that you trust, with with organizations that you trust. Like right. people publications. People shit on IGN sometimes, but there's a there's millions of people who go to IGN because they trust the writers. Yeah. And there there are tons of them. So even if you disagree with one or you think one isn't quite up to par, there are tons of others that yeah. you could agree with their opinion. I think uh, I think what it comes down to is people are just fucking lazy, man. They don't want to do that kind of research. They don't. Yeah. If, they, if people see a review on something, they're not going to look at the writer. Yeah. You know. Well, it's people don't care. People unless don't care. unless they want to shit on them. Right. Then if they disagree, then they'll find their fucking IP address. Yes. 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 Um. Now, one thing I do want to say is that these opinions of critics are largely not uneducated opinions. You should hold them a bit higher than just the Joe Blow. Uh-huh. Uh, they've usually, if they're a good critic, studied the craft. They're well-versed. Yeah. And there's a reason why they think the things that they do. They they will give, any good critic will give a good reason for the reason of them hating it or loving it. Right. Whatever. So, you know, you should put their opinion a bit higher yeah. than just anybody off the street. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, like, they are still just somebody. They're just a person. Yeah. So they can they. Uh, the thing about art is you obviously in, infer whatever you your own life experiences are into it. Yeah. So take I mean, take that. Yeah. I mean, art art is subjective, but you know, if if you ask somebody a a, a science question, you you you'd better you you'd more believe the scientist than fucking me. Right. Right. And yeah. if you asked a f- a person who studied film for four years mm-hmm. a question about a movie. You'd listen to them over me, right? You know, so why why don't you give the same respect to a person who studied something for a couple of years? It's their life, right? And now they get paid to tell you how they right. feel about. They something. watch many more movies than you do, way, and they analyze many more movies than you do. They analyze things on a level that you couldn't even fucking imagine, right? They, I think, I a lot of reviewers watch movies to the point that they can't even actually enjoy them because they're <laughs> yeah. wa- they're looking for so many different things. You know, that's that is how I felt a lot when I w- was a film major watching movies. Yeah, I mean, because uh, you're you're taught all the <sighs> techniques, you're taught, you know, storytelling and all this stuff and you're you're looking for the beats. You're right, lo- and that's all you're looking for now. Right. You're watching it and you're thinking about plot, you're thinking mm-hmm. about framing, you're thinking right. about cinematography. Right. You're not watching the movie, you're watching the process. Right. And mm-hmm. it you know, in a weird way it kind of it it enhances the experience, but in, in another way it makes it hard to enjoy as just a consumer of the content. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do wish that like, you know, I do wish 
that I didn't care about certain things sometimes. It would yeah. it would make ignorance is bliss. Yeah. It would it would make some of these things more enjoyable. Like I wish that I could just take like the music that I listen to with a grain well not with a grain of salt, but just like eat it up for what it is. Yeah. And not, not like over analyze it. You yeah. know, and, and you know, I don't like this lyric and that. I don't like the way you did this, that and the other thing. Like I wish I sometimes I do wish I, I could just take a back seat to some of this stuff, but it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Like I, I, anybody who tries to tell me like, hey, just listen to it like this. Like, no, it's not going to work. It's impossible. There's no way that I'll be able to listen to a piece of music without listening right. to a piece of music. You yeah. know, listening to it on that level. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Uh, yeah. My my example is uh, Rogue One. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yes, I I find that almost a perfect Star Wars movie. Yeah, almost. But the face CG, <laughs> the goddamn can't. face just CG, can't let it go, just ruins it for me. <laughs> it was so close. Let's let's okay. It's on Netflix. Yeah, let's watch it again. Okay, let's get to that point. I was just want to pause it. I might throw moment. something. <laughs> because I, I remember, just, I remember in the theater just going. Because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. It, Spoiler alerts! Right after the invader scene, uh-huh. and and specifically uh, the the Princess Leia face yeah. was just god the rubber mask of awful. the face, <laughs> god awful to me. I still, I mean, from my recollection, I didn't think it was that bad. It, I mean, it, was, it look it looks great for the technology that we have, yeah, but it doesn't look real. All right, it's it's that uh, uncanny, uncanny valley. Uncanny valley gets you every time. Uh huh. It's just now it's just like grating on your senses because oh, you know that it's not real. I mean that but otherwise that movie is so good. So good. Yeah. Uh speaking of movies, uh there was Speak on it. the recent unveil from Entertainment Weekly that uh They always get the exclusives. They 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 actually do, yeah. I don't know how they do that. Mm. Um but yeah, apparently they have the clout and uh and clout. they got the uh official unveiling Photos. We were kind of hoping for a trailer, but yeah. got some photos of none other than Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, Brie Larson. Yes, very exciting stuff. Captain Marvel. I didn't think that the cast was going to be as thick as it is. Oh, who else is in it? Uh, fucking Jude Law's in it. Who? <gasps> uh, they bring back um Ronan the Destroyer from uh, Guardians. That's cool. And uh, uh, I always forget the 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 African dude who has like the really long fucking name. The guy who was in uh, Blood Diamonds. Yeah, and he was in uh, the beginning in Guardians. of Guardians too. Yes, yeah. he plays that or same Guardians character. One. He, I mean, he he, he as well know, reprises that role. Yeah, uh, Samuel Jackson is in it. Okay, he it's uh it's it's obviously like um uh before he became. Nick Fury, Nick Fury, because uh-huh. he has both eyes. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, there's there's a lot of fucking people in this movie. Yeah, like it's it's a thick fucking cast. This uh, this is supposed to take place like what in the eighties or? I don't know actually. I don't I don't want to get confused with um, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman because that's in the eighties for sure. Yeah, but I know well, that par- this is definitely like pre like I, everything I, we've seen. Yeah, other than I know that like Captain America, the uh, the Captain Marvel. From what I understand, like Captain Marvel has been a thing that they've been working on throughout the entire time or almost the entire time the Avengers has been going on. Okay. Like in the background, mm-hmm. they've been working this Captain Marvel thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, obviously the there was a, a tie in at the end of 
uh, Avengers. Where's the fuck? Can you hit in, the, yeah, Infinity War. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they've they've been hinting at it, but they're kind of. It, it seems like they're propping her up to be the the new Captain America in a way, like the new leader. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that might be kind of cool. I'm I'm good with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't read the article, but. Uh, nah, because we don't have fucking Entertainment Weekly. You're right. You're right. So we've <laughs> only seen the pictures. The yeah. Uh, based on the pictures, what do you think? Because I've seen some kind of, uh, I don't know, um, split uh, opinion on what people think of the I costume. I, I don't know. I don't get the derision. It it looks dope. I, I think, think it looks, it looks cool. dope. Yeah. Like, it, uh, you know, especially when you see it in action, I just think, uh, yeah, I think she looks dope. Yeah. It's and like a. It, it looks like almost a less tactical. Um, I don't know. Kind of. I don't know. Like tough SWAT suit or something. You know, yeah. like it. it well, it, I, th- I think maybe that's what people. I guess maybe people like the fact that like um, a lot of a lot of the uh, suits in the MCU mm-hmm. are practical. Yeah. That, that's kind of where I was looking for is, is more of a, a practical take uh, of a superhero costume, but still with the, the you know, colorful flashes of, of superherodom. Yeah. Within I there. mean, she she is, as far as I understand, excuse me, um, the most DC Marvel character. Mm. You know, like she's yeah. like Supergirl. She just has all the power. Yeah. yeah. So like, well, they're they're calling her the most powerful character. Now. Yeah. So why so. the fuck would she need? You know, she spandex. Yeah. I mean, well, she, which <laughs> what would she need with um, like a bulletproof vest and like yeah. you know the shit to look like she's in the military. Like, That's true. You know, let her have like the multicolors and shit. She just wears yeah. what the fuck. Don't fucking talk to Brie Larson like that. Okay. <laughs> Don't fucking tell relax, her what relax. to wear. Hey, sorry. Relax. Sorry. It's gonna be all right. Sorry. Like, yeah. Down. Um, yeah, I you know people. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not like uh, I'm not a huge Captain Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. So if there's people out there who like are big fans and they're disappointed with the costume, like I can't argue with them. Yeah, I mean know? we don't we don't know much about the character because we haven't invested much time reading those comics. Um, no. I mean you know they have women protagonists. <laughs> Am I right? Up top. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but from what I've seen from you know Captain Marvel, just you know looking at photos of the character, um, I don't think it looks all that off, especially color wise, design wise. Yeah, I mean, there's more like straps and like you know buckles and stuff, but I don't know. It kind of gives her more of a tough look, right? And uh, yeah, like well, like you're saying, it like it looks a little bit more practical. I think. You know, I think it's a good mix of the comic book character and, you know, the MCU right. uh, take on all their costumes. Yeah. Bring it to the real, real world a little bit. Not quite Nolan, but, you know, like yeah. close. I don't know. I don't know. Some people just like to complain about shit. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. As we've done for <laughs> Definitely true. <laughs> for like an hour. Complain, yeah. Man. We love like complaining. Complain. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, you know. I, th- I think it's I think it looks good. I hope that it's good. I mean, I know that uh, uh I don't I don't know who the 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 director is, but I'm pr- it's a female. Mm. It's this lady who 
she wrote and directed it, and that's a big deal. She's Man, like the the, uh, the parallels with this and uh, Wonder Woman are really staggering. What is there a female director for yeah. that movie too? Yeah, that's dope for sure. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the. Uh... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm looking at a picture comparison. I don't know what people. Uh... I don't know what their problem is, man. <laughs> I mean, unless they wanted it to be like super faithful to the comic and it's like, but that doesn't work. No. You know, it we've just, seen it before and it just, it doesn't translate. It, yeah. It just doesn't like we're trying to get to a, uh, you know, it's more realistic. It, you, you know, you want it to be more practical. You want it to be believable. Uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck are the directors. They are it is written and directed by both of them. And then oh. there's a bunch of people fucking contributing. Nicole Perlman, Geneva Robertson, Dwarit, Liz Flahey. And many more. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of people who uh, contributed to that screenplay. Uh, it's uh, Disney for you. Yeah. Script by uh, committee. Oh, I guess they, uh, they're a team. Anna Bowden and uh, Ryan Fleck. Have they done anything of merit? They before? did uh, Half Nelson. That was a good movie. Mm. Sugar. It's kind of a funny story. Mississippi Grind and Captain Marvel. I don't know how they pulled that off. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of indies. Yeah. I think the only thing uh, was Half Nelson because um, that was like a, actually a really good movie. I've heard of that one. What's that, what's that about? That's the one with uh, uh, Ryan Gosling. And uh, he plays like a teacher. He's all beat up and shit. Like, <laughs> I think Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Anthony looking Mackie's all sexy and shit. The story concerns an inner city middle school teacher who forms a friendship with one of his students after she discovers that he has a drug habit. So there you go. Okay, it's a good movie. Hmm. It's a good movie. So, yeah, cool. They're the ones directing this. I mean, that, that seems to be what they're doing nowadays. Is just taking a uh, an indie director and giving him a giving him or her a huge budget. And uh, saying, do this temple. Well, yeah, because why not? I think, uh, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of the indie directors, all they want is an opportunity. You know, they, 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 I I don't, I don't know how many of these, you know, I've, I've no idea about that industry and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, the thoughts and feelings of people in that industry, but I can imagine an indie director is only indie because they don't have the budget. I think that they would probably, yeah. even if they wanted to tell a story, I think that you could do both. Yeah. If you have a studio backing you, you can say, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make this tight knit, nuanced story. And then, you know, they, I, I guarantee you that if you're a director, mm-hmm. you would want at least one opportunity to do like a big budget. Like, let me get my hands on that shit. I you, could, I can make that shit fucking you, awesome. You would think that. But I would think that there are a lot of directors that would prefer to stay lower budget, uh, you know, smaller scale and not have to worry about, you know, appeasing Mickey Mouse in order to make your vision, you know, because um, there are there are a lot more considerations to have when you have a bigger budget, because that means there are more investors. That means there are more people on top of you saying you have to do x y and z because this is the way that you know we've we've done surveys and it shows that this is the ending that people will like so could you change this the movie just a little bit right and a lot of you know a lot of 
specifically indie directors don't want to deal with that bullshit. Yeah, I mean, too many too many cooks in the kitchen. I get it. Yeah, I mean, some some thrive in it though. You know, like Black Panther was a good movie, and that dude made what Fruitvale Station and Creed, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. So, you know, you you can thrive in that environment. Uh, I thought the the Spider-Man movie before the most recent one was pretty good, and that's Mark Webb. Yeah, he's an indie director. Uh, I I think I just think that they, I think they have the eye for it because what makes these big budget movies so good is is the fact that in the midst of all of these action set pieces and all this big budget yeah gadgetry and and flair. There's a, a, a nice story at the core of it. Yeah. And only these indie directors can bring that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, you know, that's probably why they brought these two in. Right. Or is, or a, uh, a rare few blockbuster movie directors. That, very rare few. Yeah. That that have still are linked to humanity. I feel like J.J. Abrams is really good at yeah, doing that. He can that. still do that. Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg sometimes. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's kind of lost his way too, but mm-hmm. excuse me. I wasn't crying. <laughs> 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 He's kind of lost his way. <laughs> Still my favorite director. Yeah. I have a special place in my heart for that man. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. got to be Tarantino or Christopher Nolan for me. No Scorsese? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have I have a very personal attachment to Steven Spielberg's work. What, did he fuck you? I wish. <laughs> No, I just I, I grew up loving Spielberg, you know, from his '80s stuff, uh, E.T. Uh, uh, what, what's it called? The other Alien one? Yeah, uh, that other bullshit. Oh, shut up, uh, oh, man! I can't the, think of the name the, of the movie. The third, third kind. Of, yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. Right? yeah. The, the third kind. We're too young for this. <laughs> um, what is that? Close Encounters Close with encounters. the Third Kind. Third Kind. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, great movie. Um, Jaws, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, Jurassic Park shaped my goddamn life. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, are a dinosaur obsessed. Uh, absolutely. Very weird. Jurassic Park still the benchmark for CG. That's fantastic. It's very strange that a movie came out in 94. <laughs> still the benchmark. 94. 94. God. Still Incredible. The I just, I mean, I think like all of my, honestly, I, you know, if I'm if I'm being straight up, straight up, it had, it, it might be Christopher Nolan as my favorite director. Inception's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight's one of my favorite movies. Have you Dark- seen his uh, student film? Uh no, I don't think I have. Uh, following, I think it's called. Oh, the one, the prequel to Memento, basically, right? Or is uh, it just yeah. different? I mean, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like a direct prequel. I thought it was connected though. Um. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm talking on my ass. Style, I thought it was connected. It's stylistically, I think it has a lot of ties, but I'm not. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be the same uh, character. Or I've heard of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Obviously, does yeah. it still it, does it have Guy Pearce in it? No. Oh no, no. This is when he was, you know, just kind of a young director. He, oh. he didn't really have any clout. He was just. I'm saying that word a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets thrown around a lot now. It, it does. I it hate gets it. thrown around to the point where people act like they just discovered the word. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. No, I just want clout. Like what? Clout, clout. You never said that. You didn't say that word six months ago. Uh, Memento, though, it's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I think uh, um, uh, the movie just just had with uh, Matthew McConaughey. 
and Anne Hathaway. Inception two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Interstellar. People are too young for that reference. Interstellar, fantastic film. Yeah, I think you know people think uh, he may be too heady. Dunkirk, and he tries too hard. Dunkirk is fantastic. Dunkirk, Dunkirk. But uh, no, I, lo- I love all his I love all his movies. But I love all of Tarantino's movies too. So it's a toss up. It's a toss up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta just stick with Tarantino. Well, and that's because I love everything that he's done. Well, that that's the thing that I feel like Tarantino wins out over uh, a lot of directors. Pretty much all of them. I was gonna say a lot of directors, um, because he has he has an end date in mind. Yeah. And if if Spielberg were to have ended his career with something like, um, oh, I don't know, let's say uh, Minority Report. Yeah, I'd be happy. I would have said, "Okay, that's enough. You did good. <laughs> you did good. You kid. know, yeah, you ended strong." Uh, but he's just continued, and he's on like War Horse and <laughs> uh, War Horse. Uh, I mean, I've I've just I've heard bad things about his more recent work. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of it. Uh, I didn't mind the uh, the the spy one, the uh, Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies, right? Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. He did uh, Lincoln. Did he? Yeah, he did Lincoln. Okay, yeah, I, I liked Lincoln. Um, <laughs> I like. I liked Lincoln. Let's see. Let's look at his theatrical releases. If he just made ten movies, never heard of Amblin or Duel. Uh, those are his very first. Yeah, movies. I'm looking at his. Yeah, those are his first movies. Yeah. Uh, the Sugarland Express. That was another one. Jaws. Yep, that was the big one. Then Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Absolutely. 1941. Never heard of that one. Came out in '79. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Twilight well, Zone, the movie. Ra- Raiders was directed by him. Yeah, that's what it says. Okay. Uh, I know it was like a Lucas and Spielberg collabo, as they do. I think George Lucas produced Raiders, ah, and right. he directed it. Right, 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 right. That is he, correct. He did Temple of Doom also. Yep. And the color purple. Holy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then Empire of the Sun. He produced a bunch of crazy good movies. Uh, but we're looking at his directorial movies. Uh, he did Amistad too. Always. Then he did The Last Crusade. Then Hook. Jurassic Park. Schindler's List. Ugh. He actually directed the second Jurassic Park. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a stumble. <laughs> that was a stumble. Yeah, and, like, no shit. Stumble. I loved that movie as a kid, but watching it now, obviously, is like... Ugh, stumble. Yikes. He produced Men in Black. Oh, I knew that. I remember seeing his name in the credits and going, mm. Spielberg. <laughs> Didn't okay. they make him an alien, too? So let's go... I don't know. Did they? I thought he was like on the watched aliens list. But That maybe, would be pretty funny. Maybe I like not. Easter eggs maybe. like that. So let's say his first 10 films, Amblin, Duel, The Sugarland Express... Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's what? That's one, two, three, four, five, six. 1941, seven. Raiders, eight. E.T., nine. Twilight Zone, ten. So he would have had to have stopped at Twilight Zone. If we did his ten, the Tarantino ten thing. I'd like to start from Jaws. Yeah. Let's say Jaws, Close Encounters, 1941. Raiders, E.T., Twilight Zone. That's what one two three. I don't four, feel like five, we should count Twilight Zone six. because Twilight Zone is just like a anthology anthology just, film. Okay, yeah. all right, let's take that one out. Let's say 
One, two, three, four, five, six. Temple of Doom was six. Color Purple, seven. Empire of the Sun, eight. Always nine. Last Crusade, ten. So, I mean, you know, he's had such a long career that yeah. it's like every couple of years you're like, oh, shit, Spielberg. <laughs> right. Because, you know, it goes. It's very prolific. 1989, he had Crusade, The Last Crusade. Then 91, Hook comes out. Then 93, Jurassic Park. And Schindler's List. Holy shit, same year. Then 97, you get Jurassic Park, Lost World. But you also mm. get Amistad. Right. Then 98, you get Saving Private Ryan. Then two, he doesn't direct anything until 2001. Uh-huh. AI, artificial intelligence. He deserved a break after <laughs> Private Ryan. Yeah, who, who doesn't? <laughs> I deserve a break every time I watch it. Minority, Minority Report is 2002. Mm-hmm. Catch Me If You Can, also 2002. That's yeah, a good movie. The Terminals, 2004. Mm-hmm. War of the Worlds and Munich, 2005. Munich is super underrated. Yes, I agree. He doesn't do anything in two thousand until 2008 where he directs uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So, <laughs> yeah. He produces a bunch of shit. Eagle Eye, Transformers, The Lovely Bones, True Grit, Super 8. Transformers again, Cowboys and Aliens, Real Steel. So <laughs> he's, he's produced a he bunch said, of shit. He said, bro. you guys got it. Yeah. Just go, just do it. But he doesn't come back until 1010 in 2011. 1010, that's right. I heard that guy got pretty good reviews. Yeah, I, I heard that too. Yeah. More Horse. Then Lincoln in 2012. So yeah, he's just, you know, it's just, uh, it's up and down. It's up yeah. and down. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen Ready Player One. Yeah, I'm not going to until I read the book. Uh, we'll read the fucking book. That's just, ugh. It's a great book. You listen to it, Marco. What does that mean? Doesn't count. Somebody read it to me. Yeah, it doesn't count. So how does that not yeah, count? Yeah, big baby. How does that not count? Because it, it takes longer for you to read the words on the page. It's harder. Well, just then fucking get it Audible. on Audible.com. <laughs> <laughs> Segway right into the ad. Uh, film was noted to have significant differences from the book. I don't like that. Some critics said the film's plot was an improvement over the source. I don't like that either because I don't <laughs> like the plot, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've heard middling to bad reviews about okay. it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. So I've read the book. Yeah. I've had the book read to me. You know, I actually. You know who read it to me? Fucking I... Will Wheaton. What? Yeah, he does the audio book for that. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure it is, bud. It's good. Why? I mean, okay, you're a person who you love reading books, but you live a, you lead a busy life, right? Correct. Between the job and the job, you have so much <laughs> job. No, it's a lot of time to eat up, right? Yeah. And yeah. you're listening to podcasts all the time. Yep, I sure am. Replace those couple hours with a book every now and then. Mm-hmm. And then you wouldn't have books piling up on your shelf from shit you need to read. I'm telling you, man. I know, I know you're you like the the written word and like yeah. thumbing through pages. I get it. Yep. But if you want to absorb that 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 knowledge and that fiction and that good story, mm-hmm. if you just want that, get an audio book. Like Ready Player One is not the thing. It's not the shield to die on. Okay. <laughs> it's just not. It's oh, not the one. Why are you dying? <laughs> it's just not the one. Uh. It, it just you know pick something else pick fucking you know Moby Dick or something like oh classic. you're saying for me to die yeah for on. you not for me oh yeah. I thought you were no. dying on the shield of no, audiobooks I'm, I'm not dying on that shit what I'm saying oh, is oh like, I am dying you're dying on the shield okay. of, of of the written word right, right and right. the actual book and it's like Ready Player One is not the one alright 
pick a better book. That's fair. Pick a classic. I feel like that's read fair. Mary Shelley or something. Well, like. well here's <laughs> <laughs> she wrote Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. Dial that fucking <laughs> right. shield. Well, here's the thing. I remember. I vividly remember buying Ready Player One. Uh, this was a book sale, so I got Ready Player One. Yeah. I got The Martian, uh, and then I got um, oh. Oh, what's it called? Um, In Cold Blood. Okay. And out of those three, I started reading In Cold Blood. And I haven't finished it yet, but it's basically what you're saying. I am choosing to go with more of the literary classic uh-huh. and letting the other two more like pop things you know, go to the side yeah. a bit. So, okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. You could be reading two books at once right now. You could be reading that on the written word and then on your drive to work – Every 30 minutes, pop in some fucking yeah. Ready Player One. That's yeah. how I did it. I'd just be I, driving to work. You know, honestly, my drives in the morning are taking me more like 45 minutes. Boom. You, so. could, you could fucking you could just eat through this. How long is this the audiobook? A <laughs> couple hours. That's not bad. No, it's not. It's really... It took me... It took a couple days just because of, you know... just back. I didn't listen to it when I got home. I only uh-huh. listened to it... You're you're in a rush though because you wanted to get through the free trial because you're cheap. Fuck you! No, that's not how it works. Actually, <laughs> oh really? Somebody gifts you a book and you ah. can read the whole book. There is no free trial. Well, the free trial is the book. You get okay. a one free book. Book. Okay. And I got it from a cunt of an ex girlfriend. Wow. Well, not ex girlfriend. A girl I dated. Hiyo. <laughs> got it from her, and uh, that's how I was able to read it. Okay. So. Well, we just said the C word, so uh, I think it's time to <laughs> say goodnight. I don't regret it. All right. So let's... Uh, I'm sorry. Before we go, I know you guys have waited an hour and a half <laughs> for this review. Not yet. Almost. It's the Autumn Ale from the Breckenridge Brewery. Fine Colorado Ales. Obi, what'd you think? Uh, you know, I'm not usually a huge fan of very multi beers. Uh, this one's actually... Mm, pretty damn good to me though uh definitely get lots of sweet notes it tastes like autumn it does it tastes like the color brown it tastes brown um there's not a lot of complexity in there Mm -hmm. but it's a pretty good basic ass beer yeah uh for that i'm going to give it a solid four uh i agree i would also give it a four it might be a tad bit too malty for some. Yeah. But it's very flavorful and it's it's sweeter than it seems or than you would assume. Yeah. And a decent ABV at seven percent. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, not not too overpowering. They it's a nice balance. It's yeah. a nice balance. Four out of six. Anything else you want to add? I just love you. Love you too. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. I love everybody. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And always, always, always... Listen to Eminem. And have a beautiful evening. Okay. You're going to have a fucking nightmare listening to that <laughs> I want to go back and listen Tortoise to... Tortoise Portis. <laughs> Relapse era Eminem. Mm. He's doing like uh, that weird accent. I just want to remember what it sounds like. Oh, <laughs> my